You know, she sounds like she's coming. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds like she's having one wicked orgasm. Yeah. And, she's gonna and it is party time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Saturday Night Adult Party. The party where we talk about sex, sexuality, 
and relationships from a blind perspective. That's I am. I am your host, Victor Gouveia, of course, with my beautiful and so alluring co-host, Pepsi Mama. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Did I render you speechless with that compliment? uh, It makes me wonder if you're wanting to borrow some money. (laughs) 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 Like I had some. (laughs) Well, I do have my eye on some toys, you know. (laughs) Uh, Well, me too. (laughs) Of course. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, if you like what you're going to hear, hit that like button. And later on in the show, I'm going to include the join link in case you want to voice your opinions or comments on uh, on the show. You're free to come on and join. And um, just be careful what you say because we are on YouTube and currently on our Facebook page and on Twitter. So... Actually, no, you you shouldn't be careful what you say. Yeah, I mean, because we aren't. <laughs> I know, we're not careful. We we welcome all comments and feedback. So, guys, that brings us to our first point, ladies and gentlemen. This show is extremely explicit. So, if you are under the age of 18, get the fuck out. Oh, I guess I need to leave. Oh, baby, you haven't been 18 for the longest time. I'm 16, darling. (laughs) (laughs) And if if y'all love a liar, you'll hug my neck. There you go. So if you are under the age of 18, I urge you to get an adult who can talk to you about these things after the show. Um. In the meantime, I know there is nothing that we can do to prevent under 18 listeners. So take what I take what we say as a grain of salt. We are what we offer is not medical advice, nor should it be taken as such. And um, this is solely our opinions and our vast knowledge of sex, sexuality, and relationship. Pepsi Mama has had seven marriages, and she hates when I say that, but it's true. Yeah, it's true. And I've been a counselor, and I've counseled everyone from prostitutes to strippers to... All kinds of people in my time. Well, bless your heart. There you go. So. When is it my turn? Sorry? When is it my time to counsel? I mean, you know, all these marriages. To get counseled, you mean? I I might be. Yeah. I mean, you know, I might be. uh, I might be about to jump off the Henley Street Bridge over here or something. Well, you know, that's an interesting point. Because (laughs) you say that. I urge our listeners, if you feel you need counseling, yeah, go get counseling. I I can't stop touting the amount of shit I've learned with through my therapy. And you might get some 
added benefits of your own. I love therapy. It I hadn't I haven't had therapy in a long time, but I'm trying to get back in it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's I know you can learn things that you never thought of. That's right. And that's right. I mean, you can get at I mean, the therapy I'm in is revealing a lot of stuff about when I was younger and some mistakes I made, some mistakes I didn't make and stuff like that. And it'd be healthy for you to learn why you do those things. You know, philosophical reasoning aside, of Let's course. Let's see. What have you learned? Did you not beat your prostitutes? Hard, well, bad enough? I can't say that <laughs> I didn't beat my prostitutes. I mean, my bitches gave me money. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a fact <laughs> and if they didn't they got beat you lie right anyway ladies and gentlemen as always saturday excuse me saturday night adult party is sponsored by eden fantasies for all your wet dreams and enhanced relationship devices Go check Eden Fantasies, E-D-E-N-F-A-N-T-A-S-Y-S dot com and check out their lineup of sex toys and paraphernalia. And lingerie uh, to satisfy any kink or any need. And I'm telling you folks, you can go up there and start looking at that stuff and... (laughs) And it can actually make you start to come. True that. I mean, I'm 64 years old, and it it <laughs> it gets it to does me. it. It yeah. does it for me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, don't forget, if you're listening to us on podcast, we are available on pretty much most podcatchers, uh, the Victor Stream and Alexa, Except uh, among Audible. others. And uh, no, not Audible. They don't like us yet. That's why. That's why I said except Audible. Yeah, yeah. Audible doesn't like us yet. But you can find us, which is ironic, because Amazon Music likes us, but Audible doesn't. How do you figure that? I don't. <laughs> anyway. So, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're keeping track, this is Saturday, March 25th, 2023, and we are into a midst of revolution in our lives to see if we can expand our knowledge especially sexual knowledge to enhance how we feel when we have sex. Now, some of you may think that you are prudish. Some of you may think that you're conservative. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I am going to say that 
<clears throat> excuse me, expanding your sexual repertoire could do wonders for your relationship. And it could make things feel better around the house if you're more sexually active. Now, that doesn't mean that if you're feeling pain, you shouldn't address that with your doctor and your partner. But it does mean that if there is no nothing standing in the way of you expanding your relationship or your sexual repertoire, so to speak, and the only thing keeping you from doing that is because you think shit's gross or unhygienic, then maybe you need to open up a little bit. Now, nobody is as conservative as our Pepsi mama now. <laughs> now, Pepsi mama is, I wouldn't say she's a devout Christian, but she is a typical Christian. Well, I don't know. Would you call yourself a typical Christian, Pepsi Mama? I like to think I'm better than that, but uh, the last couple of years have I've changed a lot in some of my views. And but see, my uh, this for me, you think it has to do with Christianity, but it doesn't. It has to do with. Um, all of the stuff that I witnessed growing up as a child. And what sort I, of stuff? Can you expand on that? Because I want people to understand yeah, what um, how you feel. Well see, I I've I've seen my parents swap, do couple swapping. And mm -hmm. uh, who knows when I wasn't there, they might have had orgies. I don't know. But, uh, you know, and, and they like now, daddy, he would take his mate, his person and go somewhere. But mama stayed at the house with us kids and she'd take him back in their room. And I'd still know what they were know what they were doing. And um, you know, I I just don't think. Well, see, Daddy started cheating on her when I was about seven, so she started cheating back, and then he started cheating back, and so you know, you know how it goes. It's like uh, uh, throwing a bouncy ball back and forth, and I saw my mother have four men in one night one of them she brought to bed with me and I still I knew what they were doing they were trying to be quiet but you know you was she drunk you, she was drinking but she couldn't get no attention. She couldn't get any attention from daddy and uh, not no, much. No, I mean, I understand. 
I understand yeah, but, why she did it. I'm but, just asking if she did it. The reason she took him into your room, if that if that yeah, was because well, she was drunk. See, oh well, she just. Um, I mean, I I can't see a a mother doing that in the same room as her kid yeah, unless she she's did. drunk. She did. She had been drinking, but yeah. uh, she. She wasn't drunk enough that she didn't try to be quiet, but no matter how quiet they were, uh, they still shook the bed some. Mm -hmm. And but see, the thing is, uh, she she, as I was fixing to say, she wasn't getting enough attention from daddy, except him pounding on her all the time. And once in a while he'd get horny, but um and like some of the things they did freaked me out. I saw one night uh, he beat her up and he choked her, put his hands around her throat and just, she was turning blue, they said. And finally he let her go. But two hours later, they were in the bed having sex. Now, I don't, I don't get that thing, that kind of thing. And then, uh, I mean, I, I don't think I can have sex with a man who's going to beat on me. And I and I understand uh, about abused wives and that sort of thing, uh, how they don't have a good self-image and, and all that. But, see, I do. And, but it, this was this was one night when uh, we had company. A whole bunch of people came to the house and they started fixing drinks. And uh, the first thing she did was uh, Aunt Paulette's ex-husband, except he was her husband at that time. She took him to bed first. And then she... Was Aunt Paulette there? No. Okay. He ran around on her a lot. And gotcha. so after that was over, wasn't but a little bit later till uh, another gentleman she had sex with back in uh, their room. And, and of course, and then daddy went out. He, while some of this was going on, I guess to get more drink. Uh, but then... Uh, this man's name was Doyle and uh, she had sex with him and that was the second one and then after everybody had quieted down uh, there was a man in a rocking chair and she had sex in the rocking chair with him didn't even know him and then uh, there was another one named Paul that's the one she brought into my room and now how old were you at this point i was 14 okay still i mean that and that, i told her i said why do why are you why don't you if you want to leave leave you're supporting the family anyway he's not providing any kind of income at all he used to but your dad yeah, but he just got to where he didn't want to work. He didn't want to find a job. He said it was her turn to do it all. But she had worked all her life, too. And she'd come home and cook. And 
Uh, I mean, even when he was working. And, but when I was about 12, he just decided that uh, it was her turn to do it all. And so she'd have to come home and cook and, or she'd have to wash dishes from the night before and then start cooking because he wouldn't let me do it. Because at that time, he had to boil the water on the stove and, and you had to go out and draw it from the well and all that. And Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys didn't have running water? No, not. Now, okay. that, I have to say that house, that same house has running water now. And a bath well, obviously. And, and, well, I mean, it ain't been that long ago. About 30 years ago, uh, 30 years, 40-something years ago, my Uncle Cantrell started, he put a bathroom in it uh-huh. and got rid of most all the rats and got running water. and Got rid of all the rats? Yeah, oh gosh, we had rats. I hated that house. We had rats, some of them big as house cats. No kidding. No, I'm not kidding at all. Mama, Mama told me that much, but I, I would get scared because rats would get in my room, and they get in my toy box, and somehow they get in the cabinets and eat my candy bars, and and I was, I just knew one of them was going to bite me, but I oh, didn't. Oh wow. So you grew up in pretty horrible condition. Yeah, I did. So how can your faith in God actually still be there? Well, I think, Victor, because when I was little, God was all I had to keep me going. And... So, you know, I I couldn't understand why he didn't let them break up until until they did break up. But so they did break up at some point. Yeah, when I was fourteen, they finally broke up. They blamed me for it. They blamed you for it. Yeah, both of them. They both got drunk and blamed me at one time or another. Okay. Uh, see, when I was when uh when I was fourteen, one one day I was getting ready to go to camp the next day for a week, and he had done beat her up pretty good, and um He beat her up so bad one night. She always grabbed a knife. And so one night he beat her up and he held it up to her throat, I think. And she screamed. Oh, I never heard such screaming. And she was scared to death. He says, well, I won't cut you, but I'll bust your ass with it. And I just knew he was going to start hitting her with that knife. But anyway, that. That's neither here nor, here nor there. We was talking about uh, that night. Um, I was outside sitting on the porch, and they called me back in, and they said, 
what do you think we should do about our marriage? I said, you're asking me? And uh, they said, yeah. And I said, well, I'm going to tell you this much. If you stay together, you're going to kill each other. One of you is going to kill the other one. And then where will Jeff and me be, especially Jeff? I said, y'all need to think about that. So, But they didn't give they, a shit about you and Jeff before. Why would they do so now? They did in their own way. I mean, when they were sober, uh, they were good to us. But Jeff and his condition, if something happened, he would he would have been hard to place, I think. Well, my grandparents would have took him in. I mean, they and I know they would have took me in. And uh, for how long though? They were your grandparents. Oh, they would have. Uh, Granny and Daddy Edge would have taken me in forever. No, I'm saying, how long could they have lived? Well, he died young. He died young, actually. He died at 61. Exactly. I was was 23 when he died, but, you know. So, grandparents or no, they wouldn't have taken you in very long. Then I guess I would have been up. You never know in a foster home. See, I thought about it a lot, and it, it, it. So maybe you would have been better off. Who knows? And maybe you and Jeff could have been in a better situation than with your actual biological parent. Well, I know I used to. I was used to protecting him. Mm-hmm. When they uh, when they uh, when they would get in their fights, they got too close to him. I would motion them away. How so? Get out of here! Go with my hand. Oh, okay. Kind of, you know. You'd and, pull uh, them away. Yeah, I if they got too take close, them to I'd, a safe place. Yeah, I'd make sh- I'd make sure they didn't come close to where we were sitting. Right. And and the thing is, we were talking about, um, in fact, I was talking to a, a friend of mine about this the other day. I think maybe that I have had PTSD trauma because when I would, when I would actually jump in their physical fights, it's like I wasn't scared while it was happening. I just did what came mm. natural to me or what actually didn't come natural to me, but I just did what I thought I had to do. And um, to and protect I, you and your brother. Yeah. And uh, well, to protect my mama to try to. And so, and they'd be waving that knife and I almost got cut with it one night. And, but I didn't. And, um, she didn't have good sense. She would get a she would get a knife and wait for and she'd put it under her bed and wait for daddy to go to sleep. And then she's supposed to be getting up and she's gonna kill him. 
But what she would do, now if I was going to do that, I would wait till he went to bed and make sure he was asleep. Even if I had to drug him a little bit, put something in. <laughs> I mean, if if I was if I was going to do that kind of thing, but sure. what, I mean, she'd just get the knife, and and so what he would do, he'd sit up till he knew she was asleep, and he wouldn't, uh, and he'd go get that knife and put it up. <laughs> but, <laughs> Okay, so homicidal tendencies aside, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, folks, don't get any ideas. <laughs> this is not encouragement of any kind. This is wishful thinking. Um, I, I just, at the time, anyway. <laughs> I just want a partner to love me. Okay. And to be my partner, not have two dozen other partners. Now, I, having having said that, let me understand what you're... Okay, for those who don't know, we're talking about threesomes today, or what is commonly referred to as menage a trois. Now, I am not referring to swinging where partners exchange partners and have orgies and that sort of thing. Well, see, that's how We're, my parents did. Yeah. We are not talking about that. We are talking about a couple bringing in a third person to enjoy sex with. So let me start by asking Pepsi Mama what you think we are talking about when I say we should have a threesome. You, that you want to bring in an extra person. Okay. And what I type don't of share I don't share nobody. With my partner. Okay. That's so who are we talking about an extra person? I don't know. It's your threesome, not mine. No, no. I don't want any extra person. Okay. In, in but if you, if you had to think, because I want to know what's holding you back from this. If you had to think of the other person, who do you think I would bring in? Oh. <laughs> no, no, I don't want you to name names. Oh, oh I know, I know. I mean, I'm not going to. But. Yeah, I'm just talking about in terms of gender, type of person, that sort of thing. Well, if I did do it, no, I don't want no, I don't want no other man touching me. I mean, and and folks, I'm not knocking people who who uh, have same sex relationships. I'm just saying that's not for me. 
So you think so I'm would, referring to another woman. So it would have to be a woman if it were going to, well, yeah, I guess. That's interesting. Because I'm thinking another man. See, yeah, you done, you done lost me there. Okay. Oh well, yeah, we can bring in another man, sure. Uh, if it would, if we were going to do it, because I was just what I was thinking about was, uh, well, that'd be two men that I that I would be. Uh, That's right. <laughs> You would have either one in the rear and one in the front, or one in the front and one in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, that's that's all I want going to bed with me is men. I mean. Ladies and gentlemen, you saw it here for the first time. Victor has convinced Vanilla Mama <laughs> to expand her sexual horizon. Now, now I didn't say I would have a threesome. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying you're open to it. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, luck, so luckily there for most people, I'm, I'm open to a lot of things. Right, but, but that's what I'm saying. You said, ain't no way you can do it. <laughs> In that southern hick accent of yours, you said, ain't no way you're doing it. Well, Victor did it. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to kick. Victor's balls. <laughs> yes, I can I can well imagine that. Yes, I can see me pushing it in and you well, maybe not accidentally, but moving your leg in such a position that you would smack the balls. I get that. I get that. I might but, do that before we hit the bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want you to think that me and Pepsi Mama are going to have a threesome of any kind because at this at this point it's, it's virtually impossible because she's in Tennessee and I'm all the way up here in Toronto, Canada. So a whole different country. And I'm trying to get there. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to get here, yeah. <laughs> Only because she wants to taste my wife's cooking. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Uh, having said that, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want people to think that you have to force your partner into a threesome if that is what you want to do. Because threesomes are consensual. In other words, all people agree to do it yeah and that's i don't want people going into it because their partners want them to 
it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I had a threesome because I wanted to make my husband happy or my wife happy, blah, blah, blah. No. Because at the end of the day, when all is said and done, there's going to be tons of resentment. And uh, maybe not immediately, but eventually it will come out. Just so you'll know, uh, Willie left me because the doctor told him that, or told me that uh, sex could be very hard on me. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he, that's when, that's when he decided to leave me. Well, back in like 19, before he died, we had sex, and I told him that I just couldn't do it anymore. And I said, it, it's still that way. What it, what it did was it put pressure and pain on that place, I mean, on my stomach where I had so much surgery. Right. Really? Did you try different positions? Or were you just uh, doing the missionary stuff? Mostly missionary, but sometimes what he would do, he would sit up. And I would be laying on my back and he would sit up with his legs spread out around me. I'm wondering... But excuse me, I'm wondering if if maybe the doggy style would have been better for you. I know, might have. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, this is not something you take lightly. Remember, communication is key. Just like you just saw Pepsi Mama and I do. We talked through it. It helps to talk through things like this. And I can't stress that enough. But I still say to you that I don't want nobody but my partner in my bed. Right. But you're open you, to the idea of a second oh, guy. Well... So there you go. Now, I'm not saying if I that, was gonna, if I was gonna do it, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that you have to interact with that second guy, meaning you're gonna have to suck his dick or anything like that. No. What I am saying is that your partner is there. To help you pleasure her. Or in the same contextual thing. Him. Him. So it's not necessarily you're bringing that person as a pleasure for you although it can be because i remember i used to have a friend who used to enjoy other men fucking his his girlfriend his wife 
That's and sick. he would just sit there and listen and record it. That's essentially what he did. Now that doesn't mean they didn't have sex. It you know, they had sex, but he enjoyed listening to his wife get fucked by someone else. And she enjoyed it too. But that does say something for what turns you on. A lot of people don't think that way. They just think about immediate pleasures. Oh, I like it long and drawn out. <laughs> but, well, yeah, I understand that. But that's not the way you should look at it. Well, you I don't mind if it's not long and drawn out. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. A lot of people look for that instant gratification. Yeah. Of coming, having that orgasm, and that's it. You want to get off, and that's the end of it. But that's and, not the end of it. And then they get up. <laughs> right. Or fall asleep. Which is a commonality amongst men. As soon as they come, they fall asleep. Now, a lot of that is physiological because you're in a relaxed state when mm -hmm. you come. But at the same time, you should, and I say you should, I'm not say you could, I'm just saying you should try to stay awake and cuddle with your partner. Yeah, take that partner in your arms and yeah, love them. And you never know, she might fall asleep before you do. And if that happens, great, go ahead. What's really great is when you fall asleep together. Exactly. But having said that, be open to that possibility. Get your conditions right with the third person, both of you. What you expect what you'd like to have happen. And that way, there's no misunderstanding. I want you to understand something, though. Don't expect there to be no contact. Because there is going to be contact. Maybe not deep contact, like two dicks together, but there's going to be contact at some point. I mean, you guys are blind. Unless you're getting a sighted third person, you guys are going to bump uglies. Mm. And that's just not I just love, a euphemism. I love to bump uglies. <laughs> True, except that's not the bump uglies I'm talking about. I'm talking about bumper car uglies. But that's something you have to oh. expect. 
Yeah, because you if if you if you're blind and your partner's blind, there's definitely going to be some groping, some touching. Yeah, exactly. Well, not only that, yeah. not f- just for the pleasure, but to see what the hell you're doing, where you are. Yeah. So you're definitely. That's going, what I was getting at. Yeah, you're definitely going to accidentally touch that third person. So if you're uncomfortable with that. Make that known. But also, maybe you should examine why you're having this threesome in the first place if you're going to be uncomfortable with that. Well, I would have to be comfortable with both parties before I even started it. I mean, no, no, that's going to happen regardless. Yeah, of course. I, I can't, you know, I, I, I would, if I were going to do that sort of thing, I would expect contact. Yeah. And, and from, you'd expect, you'd expect it to be, you know, someone yeah. you're comfortable with, not it, just someone it, you just pick off the street. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, if, if that happened, I wouldn't be jumping in bed with them in the first place. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, guys. You're blind, so you're going to be vulnerable on so many levels. So you have to be careful who you bring into your bed. So having said that, if you are uncomfortable with touching another male, or if you're a woman touching another woman maybe you should find out what is encouraging you to do this threesome and I mean real deep soul searching because you're either taking this too lightly or you're doing it for the wrong reason Well, I'm sure not taking it lightly, that's for sure. <laughs> right. Exactly. Now, myself, I am comfortable with another man. So, if that other man wants to do her anally while I do her vaginally, I don't mind that. Even though our... our Dicks and nuts are going to be rubbing against each other. (laughs) That should get interesting. It should get interesting. But I don't mind that. Now, if your wife has issues with you bringing in another woman because they don't want to have to eat the other woman out, that's fine too. Because what you can do is lie on your back while one woman rides you and the other woman sits on your face. And there are bald gags with penises on them that the other woman can fuck while the ball gag is in your mouth. 
And if you don't know where to get one, check out Eden Fantasy. Eden Fantasy. I don't even really know what it is. I think you. Sorry. I don't even really know what it is. I think you described it one night, but I can't remember. Yeah, it's essentially it's essentially for those who don't know, there is a a there is a a, a sadomas an M thing where a ball gag is used. A ball gag is a ball that is inserted in the mouth and on each side of the ball there is a strap that ties or goes around your head. Uh, I can't remember if there's buckles or strings or I don't know how it snaps in together but um, essentially that's what happens. That is supposed to keep the wearer quiet. <laughs> Having said that, there is a ball gag with a dick uh, dildo coming out of it. Now, it's not a vibrator. It's simply just a dildo. So you can wear that ball gag, and the two women can fuck your face while... The other woman fucks your dick. No one has to touch each other. Now, they may get turned on enough that they'll accidentally, you know, start touching, reach for each other or kiss each other by accident. Well, not, maybe not by accident, but it might get to that point. I guarantee if I kiss you, it's not going to be by accident. <laughs> <laughs> But you get the idea. Like we say down here, accidentally on purpose. That's right. That's right. Because people fuck accidentally on purpose. Down south. <laughs> uh, they do. I bet they do up there, too. Uh, I, well, who said that? No, we fuck on purpose up here. <laughs> well. We do well when I've done it, it's not been accidentally, it's been <laughs> except when I got drunk a couple of times. It's there you go. <laughs> so, so guys, there's a lot that goes into a threesome, and there's a lot that needs to be talked about. But for one thing, you do not, and I can't say this enough, you do not force your partner into a threesome. And I'm talking about coercion and shit like that. Manipulation technique. What was that? That was my Android. Oh. Sorry, folks. But anyway, if Pepsi Mama had declined my offer of a threesome, that would have been the end of it for me. Maybe I would have brought it up later in our relationship to see if she's more open to it or if she's more comfortable or secure with me. And you'll find a lot of that happens. People don't want a threesome because they're insecure about their relationship. They're afraid 
of their partner running off with that third person. Thank you, counselor. <laughs> well, it's I think true. you, I think you hit, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that, yeah. that, that happens and I don't, And you know that I'm not an overly jealous person, but, but in a situation like that, it might, I could, I, I can see your point. Yeah. 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 No, I can see that. I can see that. And people, like I said, you have to talk things through and you also have to face reality that's why I said, look at why you want a threesome, because that is very important in your life. Because if you don't know why you want a threesome, then maybe you shouldn't have one. But no coercion. And for God's sake... Make sure you're secure with each other. Yeah. You're confident in your relationship. Now, if you're bored with your relationship and you want to spice things up, don't just talk about threesomes. Talk about other things you can do, like sex games. Yeah. And things like and, that. Don't just automatically go for a threesome. Just because we're talking about it here. Don't worry. <laughs> now that doesn't say oh. that does not mean that we are not saying to not have a threesome. We're simply saying that Communication in any right. relationship is key. Talk it out. Yes. Pepsi Mama and I have learned throughout our years, hers 64 years, my 52 years, <laughs> that communicating with your partner is very important. And communicating in a non judgmental way is even more important. I understand that you have your opinions and your viewpoints, but your opinions and viewpoints should not be forced on others. Ever. So with that caveat out of the way, There are some women who enjoy or want to experiment with another woman. I've done that. And you didn't enjoy it? I was drunk when I did it, but... Okay. I, I thought I had told you. I know I told you. You did. You did. Yeah, I just. He, uh, but you know, we. Were, I never. I never actually asked you if you enjoyed. I can't remember if I we, asked you if you enjoyed it. We we were drinking and we um, we just kind of got the cuddling together and all of a sudden, we were doing it and um, 
she she fingered me and it felt good and i had an orgasm which was nice but after it was over i see i felt like that wasn't what i wanted i am a woman who wants a man not another woman now that doesn't mean that uh that i'm trying to force my opinions on anyone i'm just saying that's how it that's how it is for me mm -hmm. now i love my women friends i've got some that i'm really close to including victor's wife um and but that's and, not a sexual thing. Uh, uh, well, no, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I no, love, no, I'm, I'm saying for the benefit of our listeners. Yeah. Th they might think that, oh, yeah, you're in, you, you like Victor's wife because she wants to fuck you or something. Oh. No. <laughs> Let's no. ask her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my wife is far from that. I mean, she's more Christian than Monica, uh, than Pepsi Mama is way more christian she's from the philippines guys and if you know anything that ain't happening ever so with that being said you were saying about your friends pepsi oh uh. I, I was just saying I love my women friends, and that doesn't I'm just because I want a man uh, doesn't mean that I don't love my women's friends. I mean, good mm -hmm. grief! I've I've been close to uh, my ex-husband's friends. I mean, my ex-husband's wives, ex-wives. Yeah. And so I I make friends easily, mm -hmm. but. And like me, I mean, I, I mean, if you're a regular listener to Snap, uh, both on this channel and on our previous channel, Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway, then you know that I've dabbled in having sex with men. Well, you're just a dabbler. We know how you are. But <laughs> at that point, it wasn't something I enjoyed. Now, that may be because the other guy I was doing it with wasn't that good, or it could be that the other guy didn't do anything that I enjoyed, but suffice it to say, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, well, see, that's what, yeah, I think that's what I was getting at when I lost track. Uh, you know, when I, I, I enjoyed the, the sexual experience with this woman, but mm -hmm. after it was over, I just felt like, no, this is not what I want permanently. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, and when I did it, neither of us orgasm. So. We did it, we tried it, but neither of us orgasm. So maybe that's the issue that 
made it not good for me. Maybe if I'd come, I would have felt differently, but as it is, that's what happened. And, you know, I, at this point, I, I have a feeling that it's not for me. Now, I am saying to be more open with your sexuality. It is not gay for you to want to experiment. No. It is not gay at all. If you find that you prefer same-sex sex, that doesn't mean you're gay. It could mean that you're bisexual. Yeah, I had sex with a bisexual man once. Mm-hmm. But he was—he—he he wasn't somebody that I would have a permanent relationship with because he had a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And I have some friends who enjoy same-sex sex, but they prefer the company of a woman. So they actually have sex with both. Just like, for example, um, if you listen to the Meet Me series last week, we had Kelly Hyde on, who is in a polyamorous relationship. Three people. Yeah. So. So are they always three together or is it sometimes just. No, no. It's just. It's just two. Yeah, she's allowed to have sex. She can have sex or love other people. Wow. Um, It doesn't mean that the other partner will love that other person. It just means they don't mind if Kelly has another person with her. So, unfortunately, I my experience with polyamory was limited. Not to mention completely for the wrong reasons. So, I can't give a definitive account. Maybe at some point in the near future, we can get Kelly on to talk about polyamory and the various parts of it. But... For the purposes of this conversation, we're talking about threesomes. And threesomes means when you're having sex with two people as opposed to just one. Oh, and polyamory is when you let another person in. Into the relationship. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Now, that might include having sex with that other person and your partner, not at the same time, 
but at different times. Although threesomes can happen in those instances, it doesn't always happen, have to happen. It's not a sure thing. There was a man down where I grew up, Mm -hmm. and he, he prostituted his wife. I mean, they had that, they had that light that they, mama told me that they had that light that uh, lets people know that there's a prostitute there. And I think she said it was a red light, but I may be wrong. No, no. Yeah, that red light districts are commonly known as prostitution But I thought not. I thought to myself when I heard that, of course, I was 13 then. I thought, well, this is crazy because he must not have any respect at all for his wife if he has to prostitute her out and he's got a job. But and then you know what that happens a lot. Yeah, and she, and of course she might have liked because I had a fr- I had a friend who used to beat the shit out of his wife and have her sleep with his dealers to get cocaine. So naturally, her self-esteem was rock bottom. Oh, of course it was. You know, I mean, he didn't necessarily enjoy it. He just enjoyed the fact that he was getting coke for free. Yeah. Well, what he thought was for free, but for actually his... Or my friends sharing his terror, part. yeah, mm. exactly. So you know, threesomes can happen for the wrong reasons, just like most things in life. <clears throat> Excuse me, most things in life can happen for the wrong reasons, and most things in life can happen for the right reasons. And you have to be honest with yourself and your partner as to why you want those things in life, in your relationship. So, you know, I hate this. Well, no, I don't hate to say it. It's a fact. I mean, relationships work because of honesty and communication. Yes, if you don't have both of those, then you might as well forget just... it. Yeah, just end it. It's not going to happen. Take it from somebody who has been in seven wrong marriages, and I'm not yeah. proud of that, but I've learned a lot from those. Yeah, and take it from a guy who's fucked up enough for it, uh, his whole life <laughs> to know when. Well, yeah, I fucked up enough that I know yeah, what's good and what's bad. 
I know I realized my mistakes. And I'm acknowledging that I made those mistakes. So, with that in mind, since Victor has confidently risen to the challenge. Oh, you are so proud. Hey, hey. Look, 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 look. Whether you like it or not, Victor has risen to the challenge. I hope you don't sleep tonight. I hope you get so excited and jumpy and that that you just can't fall asleep for thinking about what you've accomplished. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're you're so proud of yourself and the thing I guess I'm proud of you too. Might well, as well be. Yes. <laughs> By the way, folks, I am posting the join link. So if you want to, if you want to join us and voice your opinion, you know, provide a comment, a voice comment. If you don't want to have to type it out in the comment section below. Feel free to join us and we will let you in. We are asking that trolls please stay away because, I mean, you're not going to have any fun. We're not going to rise to your bait. Yeah. So you can find the join link in the comment section uh, below, uh, both on Twitter on our YouTube channel, and on our Facebook page. So if you want to be a part of the broadcast, feel free to join in. We are going to talk about six things that have been documented that men wish their partners would do. Oh, wow, yeah. I forgot about this. Now. I knew we were going to talk about it, but as long as we spent on the other, I just, it, it left my brain. <laughs> no, it's okay. The first thing peop, uh, men wish their partners would do, and you may not believe this, but it's true. A great many men wish they had the option to decline sex. Just like women sometimes wish their partners wouldn't ask them for sex. Well, imagine how your husband or boyfriend feels when they don't want to have sex. Yeah. Now, you might be thinking men are always up for sex. And that may be true. But 75% of men feel like they want to have sex. But there's always 25% of them that say they don't. Like uh, my 
third husband, the one that had duty sex. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just, he's the one that always felt he had to have sex with you. Yeah. And I told him, you know, if that's the reason you're doing it, stop. I mean, don't, don't even bother. That's true. And I mean, don't get me wrong. They enjoy being touched. Physical touching is always nice. I love when my wife touches me. Either erotically or, you know, because she wants to touch me. Yeah, just... I enjoy that. Come home from work, give you a hug. Yeah. But if if I don't want to have sex at a particular moment, don't force me to. Whip like, out a toy. Honey, not now. You know. Yeah. Whip out a toy and do it yourself. Yeah. Now here's a thing a thought. Whip out a toy in front of him. And he may get excited enough that he'll either help you with that toy or fuck you himself. Yeah, that particular husband, he liked to, I, I told you, I think I told you or told somebody, you know, that he loved to, he liked to watch me masturbate. Mm-hmm. But it still, but it didn't make him want to be with me. The funny thing about him was before we got married, he couldn't get enough sex. Yeah. After marriage, I think that's when he thought he had to, so he didn't want to. Yeah. And, and, and for a lot of men, their manliness is tied into sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a common trope amongst men that they have to be sexual beings. But that's not true. You don't have to be a sexual being to be a man. You know, at the same time, maybe they'll rub your feet instead. There's always that option. Not that one. (laughs) Yeah. Well... You know, sometimes a man can make you feel good in other ways, not just Mm -hmm. sexually. Yeah, but I mean, when he would kiss me goodbye when he'd go to work, it was like kissing the air. (laughs) He'd come up and barely would, barely hit my lips. A lot of times he missed. It'd just be a smack kissing the air. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Number two on our list Is help them feel Like they don't have to do Everything you want to do Now Some of you may be hearing this For the first time And quite honestly I had no idea it existed Until I read about it It's called the mission creep. Now, the mission creep in battle 
Sounds like a cult relationship, a cult. <laughs> it sounds like that, but it, it's actually used yeah. commonly in wars and battle. It's where subtle changes are made so that one side is being pressured into, well, in the case of war, losing. In other words, you're slowly eroding their defenses. Just like with a, a relationship, your partner is forcing you to do things they might want to do. So basically, you'll start a commitment and then slowly that commitment will stop because your partner wants you to. Wants you to. To stop. Stop. Oh. It's when, for example, when, when you are asked to have parent, uh, dinner with her parents instead of a night out with the guys. Or when she doesn't want you to be out with your, with your guy friends because they're idiots or assholes. Or she doesn't like the fact that you come home, get drunk, fall asleep on the couch, mm. and that's it. Or puke in the floor or something. Right. I mean, that has to be addressed because there are hidden reasons for that. And a lot of it might do with her insecurity or their your partner's insecurity. I mean, for one thing, rules should be set out at the beginning of your relationship as to what the expectations are for a relationship. Not introduced slowly because you don't like how something's going. Remind, uh, number three, remind him that he's special. I mean... Our lives are can be chaotic, especially yeah. if you work or you have programs or things that you do where you come home and all you want to do is sit down in front of the television or in front of your audiobook player or whatever and just listen to your book. 
And she won't. And you don't concentrate on your partner. Which tends to happen a lot. Yeah, Sometimes our partners tend to go by the wayside whenever other things take priority in our lives. But one of your priorities should always include your man or your partner. I mean, man. I shouldn't be... Your I man or your woman. Yeah, I shouldn't be sexist about it. Your priority should always be your man. One of your priorities. I mean, obviously, if you need to do something to save your life, that should be your priority. <laughs> but your partner should come a close second. And that is... Now, this is wisdom of the ages. I want you to know this. You know, just imagine how it would feel if your partner brought you flowers or bought you flowers every once in a while. I love that when, when that happens. Or if your partner told you you were beautiful. Once in a while. Nothing compares to that. You know, maybe plan a weekend away. Where it's just you and your partner. Make it all about them. But it might also be smaller things like. Ask if your partner wants a beer or a drink while you're up. Right. Or a cup of iced coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, okay. There you go. I, I, I had to. I couldn't help it. <laughs> it's like a drug with me. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But also ask, you know, Different things, like if they want to watch a movie to, with you. Or if they want to eat something with you. Or if they want you to make uh, to make them a sandwich or something. Th little things like that indicate that you think that person is special and worth caring for. See, I love doing things for a man. Uh, sure. You know... Yeah, I do. I love doing things for a man. And it's good when you're doing it because you think you, because you want to. But then if you get a partner who says, who you find out can't do one blessed thing for himself, then you start to feel more like their mother than their wife. Yeah. And and resentment creeps in. Yeah, and, and it and I have to say it did. Yeah. Um, and and you know that then you're in a relationship for the wrong reasons. And that's not a relationship that can last very long. Sure, it's nice to be cared for, but at the same time, it's nice to know that 
that person is with you because they love you and want you. He didn't make me no sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Now, this one is a big one. Number four, let them be friends with the opposite sex. Now, this goes for same-sex couples and heterosexual couples. So many women are threatened by their husband's friends. Oh, gosh, yeah. But so many men are threatened that way, too. Right, exactly. And, and, it, and it wears you down, I'm telling you. It does. It does. Now, you may think this might be something that shouldn't happen, but maybe you should examine why you feel that way. Why are you so insecure that your husband can't have friends of the, of the opposite sex? Now, I also want you to understand as the person who isn't allowed who isn't allowed to be friends with the opposite sex, if maybe you're you gave them a reason in the past to make them think they're afraid it'll happen again. Yeah. And in that case, you're going to have to prove real hard that you can be trusted. And you shouldn't resent that in your woman. I'm sorry. You made your mistakes and now you have to live with them. Nobody's saying you can't bounce back from those mistakes. But... You have to live with them. Now, if your if your husband or man was friends with this person before you were in a relationship, you know, and nothing happened before that, you know, then at that point. Oh, people still get jealous. Yeah, but there's no reason for you to be jealous. No, but th but it happens. It happens. But, I mean, use common sense. Now, this thing about your husband being friends with exes, that does happen. I want you to know that that yeah, does happen. I, I think you, I think that it might be all right if they've been exes for a long time, but, uh, the, and, but if they need to be careful about how deep that friendship goes. Yeah. So that they don't. Plus he'll be, he'll appreciate it more 
if he's with friends with the opposite sex and he's got yeah. nothing to prove to that person. But see, women, yeah, you, you, but but men are the same way. They don't want their women to have friends of the opposite sex. Exactly. I mean, that's not normal. You should look at your insecurities more closely. Because it all boils down to insecurities. Mm-hmm. Now, number five is think before you react negatively to a situation. Now, this this might have, well, this has to do a lot with mindfulness. And this is where I think therapy is very beneficial. Because it helps you figure out strategies and ways that you can think before you react. Because sometimes what you think is not necessarily what you're reacting to. For example, this ties in with the previous number four, where your wife or partner decides to have lunch with a co-worker and do you think they're planning to fuck each other? <laughs> you need to think, why are you feeling that way? Because that's not normal. Don't push your insecurities on other people. Your default should be to trust your partner before anything. Because trusting them comes first. Your insecurities come second. Because if you don't have trust, you don't have anything. That's right. And there is reasons, there are reasons to think before you propose something negative in your relationship. Don't just introduce negative shit into your relationship for the sake of introducing negative shit into your relationships. Yeah. Because you're thinking fucked up shit. I'm using plain language here, folks. Yeah, I know they're uh, one of the mistakes that I made was I could I could react real quick and sometimes I mean I would get so frustrated so quickly and I would end up yelling and so then I I really had to talk to myself and make myself put a lid on it but 
when when you've got someone who doesn't trust you and someone who doesn't want to help you or anything it can be frustrating and you will end up doing negative things so watch it now number six and this is the final piece of the puzzle Oh, I thought there were 10 of them. No, sip. Feel comfortable in your own skin. If you're comfortable in your own skin, we are going to love you for it. We will find you attractive no matter what you look like. If you want to walk around naked, walk around naked. If you want to walk around in your panties and bras, walk around in your panties and bras. I walk I walk around in my panties a lot. A little mystery doesn't hurt. Nope. But being comfortable in your own skin... should not have to do with your again you know a lot of these have to do with insecurity yeah because you don't think oh if i wear my hair this way my husband won't like it so he's gonna leave me no 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 because at the same time we are gonna love fucking it Likewise, men, if you don't love your wife anymore or don't want to fuck your wife anymore simply because she had a Brazilian, or shaved her hair off, Or got a mastectomy. You have issues of your own. You have to deal with. And for those who don't know. Mastectomy means she cut off her tits. Because she didn't want to get cancer. Breast cancer that is. I'd love to give somebody mine. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. I get tired of carrying them around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of women, and you may not know this, a lot of women have big tits, but guess what? It affects their back. Yes, it does. And while those big tits may look great to you and feel great to you when you're touching them, they don't feel great to her who has to carry them all over the place. So if they do something to lessen that pain, believe me when I say it's in your best interest too.
Because if she's feeling less pain, she's feeling more horny. Trust me, that's true. <laughs> and that is one way to look at things. So, guys, ease up on your partner. Girls, ease up on your partner. And for God's sakes, address your insecurities, get a therapist, and talk your shit out. Communicate with your partner as much as you can. And for God's sakes, trust them. Until they give you a reason not to. And even then. Give your partners. Second chances. Who knows. They might surprise you. You know what I'm. You know what I'm hearing. All kinds of people say. Well leopards don't change their spots. <laughs> well. I hate to tell you this, but some sometimes do. they do. Yeah. Zebras don't change their stripes, but sometimes they do go technicolor. But always find out and talk to each other. So that'll do it. For this show folks Victor's all happy with himself Because you know Victor achieved the yes, Unachievable Ego ego ego, ego I, rise I, Like I said I hope you can't sleep tonight Because you'd be up and down <laughs> jumping and, and carrying on And Annabelle will say what the heck's the matter with you <laughs> Well still and Leah, Leah will say, Daddy, was it that exciting? What was it? What happened? <laughs> okay. Oh, I can't tell. I can't tell. It's a big secret. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, folks, I hope you've enjoyed our show for this week. Uh, because we enjoy doing it. Yeah, we enjoy doing it, so hopefully you enjoy listening to it anyway. So, guys, we will see you next week on Snap. Remember, um, check out the description box for discount, discount codes to Eden Fantasies. And uh, like I said, there is... A couple of sales below where you can get a gift for orders of $19 or more. And you can get a second gift for orders of $29 or more. But you have to hit the link in the description, description box. box. Yeah. Otherwise, you're SOL. So, guys, thank you for coming. And, uh, oh, 
we won't be having an arts program next uh tomorrow because that's that's unfortunately the way shit happens in life. <laughs> we didn't have one last week. Maybe yeah. we're we're hoping next week will be yeah. Next week we'll have one for you for sure. So guys, thanks for coming. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, y'all.